the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, one and all. Here I am. It is one. You are tuned to the John DePietro Show. It is Thursday. I want to welcome everybody tuning in on Facebook. Please share that you're watching. This is the Noon Report Live. I am wearing, this is, yes, it's not your imagination. This is normally you'd consider a summer or even a golf shirt. I am wearing this in honor of the fact that it is the Masters in Tiger Woods, 25th anniversary, that Tiger Woods will be competing in the Masters. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, not, not, not on this Thursday, April 7th, year of our Lord, 2022, is actually brought to you by Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Now, I was there this morning. They're getting ready. They're ready for Easter, as a matter of fact. Wandy Trace, everything you need for Easter. What are you doing right now? Pop in and see them. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, everything fresh. There's Ron in the back working his magic. The guy is an artist, for crying out loud. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence, right off at Silver Spring Street. Safe to get to, right near AAA in Providence. Delicious calzones. They have, you know, I have to post on the Facebook page, the fantastic Let's Go Brandon cupcakes and donuts, mind you. Uh, pepperoni and cheese calzones, sausage and pepper. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, Tuesday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pop in and see them. Well, folks, obviously, good afternoon. One and all, it is I, it is Juan, the chosen one, the international one, the one and only at 12.07 on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always uh, listen online at the website, depetro.com. We have the uh, click, listen, live button. And uh, on the website, obviously, everyone is buzzing over the fact that we have, number one, the video. If you haven't seen it, Governor McKee, in my opinion, had a complete meltdown yesterday in front of the media surprisingly and i'm going to double check i don't think the media is covering it and i hope they i hope they weren't intimidated by that for crying out loud when buddy cianci mayor cianci was indicted in operation plunder home and he was so defiant it it led the newscast suddenly governor mcgreed throws down the gauntlet and and, and granted again i apologize i couldn't be there yesterday wanted something else booked it was a last minute press briefing that was a hell of a press conference they had yesterday. If you haven't seen the video, I'm going to play it. Go to the website, petro.com. We also have what I understand is what happened at Waterplace Park. Now, a warning, that video is graphic. It is violent. We were the first ones to post it, not go local fraud. But we have an idea or what I've been told by a family member of what happened with that vicious, brutal attack stabbing at Waterplace Park. But Governor McKee, you know, I... I um. As actually, folks, and also because of my contacts in Ukraine that I made while I was there, one week ago today, on this Thursday, I was in Ukraine. How many people can say that? Not many. <clears throat> but I want to go to, um, you know what, let me just double check uh, before I go on a full rant. I, I hope the media was not intimidated by Governor McGreed. Um, I, I know they all covered the whole stupid license plate thing. You know, you know what no one else picked up on? So you had McKee and Bud Craddock were both standing up there yesterday. Um, 
with their whole um, the whole element. The, the two of them are under investigation. I mean, think of that. And something else that no one else says. All right, so the journal, I don't see anything. Let me just double check the Boston Globe. I mean, does anyone have that he threw down the gauntlet? I hope local media is not intimidated by Governor McGreed. But, you know, a fair question is he's going to appoint the next head of the Rhode Island State Police. Um, Starbuck workers trying to form a union in Rhode Island. I, you know, good luck. All right. I want to just. Um, all right. Nothing there. Nothing there. License plate again. <laughs> good thing there's not a war going on. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Five finalists. Uh, graphic design. Oh, OK. Bud Walter Craddock. You know, I'm looking at the Boston Globe story. They don't even mention the fact that Craddock is under investigation for basically, once again, renting out to a brothel. Uh, human trafficking, a sleazy, happy ending massage. Look at this. No mention of it. No mention of it. Um, and nothing against the guy. Look at that. No mention in the story that Governor McGreed threw down the gauntlet. Who will have the guts? Gee, I wonder who wrote that. Pork boy. Plate debate. Winning design as Rhode Islanders talking. Not all Rhode Islanders. Put it that way. Now I'm on the Channel 10 website. No one? No one has it? Listen, I'm also intrigued by that idiot in Scotland, Nick Oliveri. Man authority says fugitive as court date delayed. There's more important stories here, for crying out loud. No one? Channel 10 does not. Cranston City Councilman switches party, gives give council Democrat majority. Who, who does something like that? Robert Ferry decided to switch parties. What a zero. Is that the guy that ran for mayor and he had the mask and... Um, Governor McKee unveiled the state's license plate. No mention that Craddock, old old bud, is still under investigation. This design received close to 52% of the votes, said Bud Craddock with the Division of Motor Vehicles. What, why is there no mention that he's under state investigation and no mention of the McKee, the McKee meltdown? Now, I didn't hear it. Someone told me Park Boy said it was a mic drop moment. Now you know who wrote the stupid line for McKee. He was so that's in the, you know what's sad in their mind. That's a good line. And, and when you come up with nothing. After Brian Crandall said, well, we're actually not the ones investigating you. The FBI are. Boy, that's a that's such a novelty. Starbuck work. Because Warwick looked to unionize. <laughs> yeah, because that's so friendly for business. That's, you know, businesses love when that happens. And then they wonder why, <clears throat> why people keep fleeing the state. I'm on the Channel 12 website. I, I don't see anything about McKee throwing down the gauntlet at the media. I'll play it. Brian Crandall was right. Uh, the FBI is investigating you. So if anyone would come up empty, it would be the FBI. Not. It's not like Channel 10, Brian Crandall, what's left of the I-team. It's not like they're saying, hey, we're going to investigate you. Right. I mean, that's that's not happening. So it's not like Tim White in Channel 12 is saying, hey, we're going to investigate you. 
So th- this is it's the FBI who is, in fact, investigating. It's the FBI who's investigating Governor McCreed. And he, he can come up with this, you know, this whole business. It was a state of emergency. So here are his talking points. It was a state of emergency. I did everything for the taxpayers of Rhode Island. And uh, it was a state of emergency. And we, we had the highest death rates. And uh, there was a tidal wave headed for the state. And uh, small children and elderly were trapped in a burning building. And I, um, I had to award my campaign friends and contributors five grand. Excuse me. Strike that five million because it was a state of emergency. Um, all right, I'll just play it. I have no idea why isn't the media. This was very dramatic that he did this because it was, and I'll tell you why. Because well, several reasons. One, it was rehearsed, so this gives you insight. They think, you know, if they were high fying or fist bumping and everything afterwards, he could do all that once. It's not going away, and I've seen. Let's do we really have to revisit the list? Gordon Fox said, well, you know, I think they're looking into things. They're not going to find anything. Where did Gordon Fox end up? Speaker Fox ended up in. Let's see. It rhymes with federal prison. Federal prison. That's right. What did CNC say? You're not going to find any stains on this jacket. At least that was original. It was a play on the whole Monica Lewinsky in the dress. Um. At least, you know, the felon, Cianci, at least, he also said, I'm going to take this all the way to the Hague. You know, his defiance led the news. I think for whatever reason, and I hate to believe this, that the local media is actually intimidated by the McKean crime family. If I have to be the only one not intimidated by these clowns, then so be it. I received an email from one of our listeners, Pork Boy, was saying it was a mic drop moment for Governor McKean. Well, now you know who wrote it. It is still, I want to remind people, it is still appalling to me that they leave someone. That is a quick, I'll tell you where Governor McKee, again, lack of transparency. Uh, you know, I, I'm not ready to fully call him corrupt only because I think you have to be convicted in order to call it very shady dealings. But listen, he, he has an agreement, supposedly, everyone at the State House knows it, with Pork Boy. Dan Pork, Dan Pork, the Pork of Rhode Island. He's in agreement with him. You help me get elected. If I win the election, I'll hire you and you can work on the staff. And I'll have four years and I know people won't like it and everything else. But see, that gives you insight that 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 is like the moral compass. The fact it's being allowed is beyond me. But, you know, a lot of things that those people do uh, leave me astounded. It shouldn't be allowed. It's, you know, this is different than, this is different than someone who believes in someone and, you know, therefore says, you know, I think they would be good in that position. There's a quid pro quo here. See, again, McKee's always with the quid pro quo. You know, you'll get the $5 million contract. That's federal money, which is why the FBI's all over him. If you help me get elected. Right. So his thing with Pork Boy, help me get elected and I'll give you a high paying state job within my administration, not just hiring them outright. McKee, I will give you the five million if you agree you're going to raise 10 percent of that 500,000 in campaign donations. So this was yesterday. Again, I have no idea why. 
the rest of the media is not making a bigger deal about it. This was, to me, a turning point. This was Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee's moment of, you know, uh, you know, kind of like he was channeling Nixon. You're not going to have Nixon to kick around anymore. When, um, when, when Nixon lost to John Kennedy in 1960, thank God. Well, I don't know, but... Um, this is the, you know, the Buddy Cianci. You're not going to find any stains on this jacket. This is Gary Hart. You're welcome to follow me. I have nothing to This was the Dan McKee blank you moment to the local media. Where he's obviously blaming the local press, the fact that there's an FBI investigation. By the way, I have no idea yesterday why no one asked old Bud Craddock, old man Craddock as they call him. How are you standing there as you are still the subject of an investigation? I I don't understand, folks. Obviously, we, myself, Juan, obviously, we have different definitions of how the press should. I mean, that's a fair question. Governor McKee, you're the subject of an FBI probe. Do you really think you should be choosing the next head of the Rhode Island State Police? And I keep hearing from people that one of the reasons... That Colonel Manny is leaving the Rhode Island State Police is he's tired of dealing with all these McKee investigations. So, I, again, I think that's a fair question. I'm not saying McKee would like it, but I think it's a fair question. I, I just don't know why it wasn't asked. So this was yesterday. And let me just check. I think that is Brian Amaral of the Globe. Did he write the story on it? I, I, I don't get so... I, I'm, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm at a loss. And I'm not about to start to ask different individuals because there's a real easy answer here. Yeah, it was Brian Amaral. He was there. He's the one that started to ask, what should the public make of the FBI investigation into you? Um, I just want to be very clear that that I, I and, and I, I, um, <clears throat> I don't tell other members of the media how to do their job. And, and I certainly don't appreciate if they were to tell me to how, how to do my job. So I'm not, I'm not telling and saying Channel 10 should have asked this, right? Crandall should have asked this. I'm not sure it was there from Channel 12. I'm not saying they should have asked that. Because, listen, I am perfectly capable of going and asking those questions. I come at it from I'm just more surprised that no one asked that question. That's really where I come at it. All right, let's hear. This is the McKee meltdown from yesterday, and it starts off. Brian Amaral, he's they don't have the mic in front of him. He's just saying, "What should the people of Rhode Island make of the FBI investigation?" Q. Governor McKee has a rehearsed answer. One of the things they stress to him: keep saying "state of emergency." He says it three times. Keep saying, "You know, you did what's best interest for the people of Rhode Island." And then he has his final kicker that it's very possible that Pork Boy came up with, which is you. The media, you're not going to come up with anything. And I just wonder, will any of you have the courage to write that story when there's nothing that comes up? Well, first of all, it's the FBI. So we could have said, I hope the FBI will then clear my name or something like that. But he didn't. He has it aimed at the media. My question would be, so is he basically admitting guilt? Is Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee saying, yes, I did break the law, but... It was because it was state of mercy, as I mentioned last hour, right? The guy gets pulled over by the state police. They say, sir, do you realize you were dr- driving 90 miles an hour? He said, 
you know, in the car. My wife is in labor. We're trying to get to the hospital to deliver a baby. Thus, the reason I'm speeding breaking the law is because of my wife. Um, so let's hear. This is yesterday. It starts off a little faint, and then you'll hear Governor McKee with his, uh, this was practiced. This was rehearsed. I wish I could have been there to do a follow-up question. Brian Crandall tried, and then McKee felt so confident he walked back. And from what I understand, this was then Pork Boy saying, what a mic drop moment. God, I, I hate that expression, mic drop. But here it is from yesterday. So basically, what should Rhode Islanders take away from the FBI? You're the target of an FBI probe. Yeah, so I know there's a, it certainly is a topic that is of, of discussion. And my message to the people of the state of Rhode Island is to remind them that it was a, is it was a state of emergency that, uh, that when I came in. And, uh, you know, I think we have to keep on reminding people who are reporting on this that um, we had the lowest vaccination rate. We had the highest death rates the highest um, infection rates. Uh, it was a state of emergency. It was a true state of emergency. So, and I never, I always did what was in the best interest of the, for the people in the state of Rhode Island. And I never overreached the authority that I had as a governor. Over. But I would also say that when the dust settles, a question for you, uh, when the dust settles and you come up empty, who's going to have the courage to rate that story? What? And then you hear Crandall. It's the FBI. I'll repeat. When you come up empty, who's going to have the courage to write that story? Now, what, what, you know, there's a lot to when you come up empty, as Brian Crandall of NBC10 was trying to say, Governor, it's, it's the FBI who's investigating you. When you come up empty... Who's going to have the courage to write that story? Now, he either blew the line or they didn't. I don't know what that he's trying to turn it towards the media. He almost seemed like he was trying to remember what he was supposed to say. When you come up empty, who does he mean? Crandall? Brian Crandall of a Channel 10? When you come up empty, who's going to have the courage to write that story? Well, the courage to write that story it would be perfectly acceptable for Governor McKee to have a press conference, should he be cleared of any wrongdoing, saying they have been investigated and I did nothing wrong. And I fully believe that he would receive coverage of this. But this element, see, here's what they're trying to say. He's trying to do the old thing of where do I go to go to get my reputation back? Right. That's where he is kind of fishing. Where do I go? To get my reputation back, as you know, different people have been have said who maybe were wronged by by the press or by an investigation of some kind or allegations that were then proven false. So that's where, you know, that line kind of comes from. But where it doesn't make sense is when you come up with nothing. So he and again, I come back to um, every politician who gets jammed up in an investigation. They all claim that nothing's going to be found, right? Do I really have to go through the list? Senator John Salona said they're not going to find anything. You know, and I hate to, but, you know, obviously Cianci said you're not going to find anything. Governor DePreet said you're not going to find anything. Brian Seralt said you're not going to find anything. Gordon Fox said you're not going to find anything. We, we could go into that, you know, national. 
Bogoyevich, all of they all come out and what, what do you, of course they all say you're not going to find anything. So there's nothing new there. The fact that the FBI is is confirming an active investigation into the sitting governor of Rhode Island speaks volumes. So he's decided his thing is going to be, oh, yeah. And then when I'm proven innocent, who's going to have the courage or the guts to write that story? Well, that story may never be written. You know, that's you're assuming that they're not going to find anything. I'm not convinced of that in, in any way, shape or form. So and then he felt so cocky about it. He went back. As he was walking away and felt, I'm going to repeat that. Yeah, so I know this. It, it certainly is a topic that is of, of discussion. And my message Let's, to the people of the state of Rhode Island. All right, hold on. To re- it's a topic of, well, here's the thing. If it's not a topic of discussion, if a sitting governor is the focal point of an FBI investigation and it's not a topic of discussion, then that's really something. So I know it's been a topic of discussion. Um, it's taken him a week at least to kind of find his legs. Now, they think that they've come up with a good talking point, right? And now he's turning on the press. So this tells me, as I predicted, by the way, if you listen to the program, and again, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I have been uh, predicting, actually, that he has decided he's going to go to war with the press, um, I, I don't think that's a wise battle. He may not have any options. Where he is betting, benefiting from is an unknown Republican candidate who's trying to get established herself who could be clocking him over the head. He also has different uh, Democrat challengers who have different strategies of how they're going to beat him. And so they're not clocking him over the head. But someone should be clocking him over the head with it. And if I have to be the one, so be it. So here are the talking points. It was a state of emergency. He's always done what was best. Kind of like Larry, the mayor of Jaws. You know, I, I was keeping the beaches open for the, you know, for the people of the island of Amity as the kid then got eaten. You know, I was doing it for them. <clears throat> so, all right, let's hear. This is Governor McKee yesterday. That it was, a, it was a state of emergency. There you go. That, uh, that when I came in. And, uh, you know, I think we have to keep on reminding people who are reporting on this that um, we had the lowest vaccination rate. We had the highest death rates, the highest. Uh- all right. First of all, the vaccine was brand new. So when he came into office, that's the first I've heard that we had the highest death rates. Does anyone ever remember that? You know, somehow I don't remember Gina Raimondo touting that on her way out the door. I don't remember him mentioning it when he came in. Suddenly now, a year later, we have the highest deaths. That's interesting. It's what they call revisionist history. All right, it continues. Infection rates. Uh, it was a state of emergency. It was a true state of emergency. So, and I never, I always did what was in the best interest of the, for the people in the state of Rhode Island. And I never overreached the authority that I had as a governor. But I would also say that. There we go. When the dust settles, a question for you. Uh, when the dust settles and you come up empty. Who's going to have the courage to write that story? What? So as he's walking off, Crandall says, well, it's the FBI. This is not a media investigation. So when the dust settles and you come up empty, 
that it doesn't it's not the media. This is not the media. So but Governor McKee, he likes the way that sounds so much. He actually walks back and says, let me repeat my great line that possibly Pork Boy came up with. I'll repeat when you come up empty. Who's going to have the courage to write that story? Also sounds like he has a cough drop or a lifesaver in his mouth. When you come up empty, who will have the courage to write that story? Well, I would think ever if you have a press conference to say I'm cleared of any wrongdoing, I would think that everyone would cover that and write that story. Here we go. This is Crandall. I'm going to repeat, repeat. my set come line. Up empty. Who's going to have the courage to write that story? So. He feels, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, obviously feels that he has been mistreated by the media, that they have not treated him fairly. And somehow, when all is said and done, and I'm cleared of all wrongdoing, who will have, uh, again, it's, it's the way he's trying to frame it, right? Governor McKee, and again, folks, good afternoon right now. It is 1231 on this Thursday. Governor McKee is this close to start saying Channel 12 is fake news. Channel 10 is fake news. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 the level that he's getting close to. This portion of the program, of the John DePietro program, again, we're going to have time. I will encounter him. I'd love to know what that means. Uh, he can try to, it sounds like he's like, oh, this. he was saying to the media, blank you. Blank you. I did nothing wrong. Uh, I'm being investigated the FBI because of the media and blank you. But this is going to be fluid. I have several questions for Governor McKee. All right, so you did nothing wrong. So therefore, you did nothing wrong. State of emergency. What did he say? Lowest vaccinations, highest deaths. So, Governor, if that is the case, Governor McKee, do you vow right now to the people of Rhode Island that when or should you be called in front of a federal grand jury, you will uh, not exercise your Fifth Amendment right. Meaning that, therefore, Governor McKee, if you're saying that nothing's going to be found, will you state right now that if you are called, when or if called in front of a federal grand jury, you will decline your constitutional right to say, I want to exercise my Fifth Amendment right on the... A uh, possibility that it could incriminate me, so I'm declining to, to uh, answer your questions, of which someone is entitled to do, by the way. So that I think that's a fair question. I think that's a fair question. There's a lot of fair questions. Have you spoken to the FBI? Are you cooperating? How come Lieutenant Governor Matos hasn't said anything about it? Uh, were you disappointed the FBI's investigating you? So are you therefore saying that you are guilty, but you did it because we were in a state of emergency? I think this this lends a lot of questions. Are you blaming the media for the FBI? Are you saying the FBI was influenced by local reporting? Is that what you're saying? So what does that mean? When you're saying when you come up empty, are you saying, <clears throat> excuse me, folks, is he saying the FBI is going to come up empty or the local media is going to come up empty? Is he instructing his staff? You know, another question that he has not answered is, and I haven't heard anyone ask this, but is this why he hired Eva Mancuso, who I am being told is acting as his point person 
on the FBI investigation, almost like his own personal attorney, and it's on the state payroll. So now, here's another question for Governor McKee. When I, when it comes up empty, who's going to write that story? Well, this is the same governor that last August said he looked into the whole Tony Silva situation with the zoning for the wetlands in Cumberland. He said he looked into it. There was nothing there. Two days later, his chief of staff, right-hand guy, Tony Silva, resigned. So that's what you said last August. Uh, when you investigate this and you come up with nothing, who's going to write that story? Tony Silva still be investigated by the state police, the attorney general. The guy standing next to him, old Bud Craddock, he's still being investigated for, for knowingly renting to brothels. And happy ending sleazy massage places. Second time he's been caught doing that. Yeah, it was a real, who would have thought that people coming in from out of state from New York, from what we're told, the van would pull up in the morning. The women would get out of the van, go into the the salon, whatever, the massage parlor that Bud Craddock owned. They were paying him in cash. I heard above market rate. Yeah, boy, who would have guessed that they were running an illegal happy ending massage place? And this is coming from Bud Craddock, former police chief in the city of Cranston. Obviously not the head of detectives. So, Governor McKee, when you say and when you come up empty, well, you know, you said that last August. You said you looked into the Tony Silva situation and there was nothing there. And then two days later, boom, Silver resigned, and you have an investigation. Months ago, Crandall said, you know, this ILO contract, and McKee said there's nothing there. Now we have an FBI investigation. My point is, Governor McGreed's track record is not that good when it comes to the trust me, there's nothing here. You know, as I said, and I recognize, I'm not trying to, you know, Mayor Cianci, rest in peace. He has passed away. His legacy lives on. But I've seen these types of stories before. In the early beginnings of Operation Plunderdome, Mayor Cianci's talking point was, I don't know these guys. I don't deal with them. I don't know them. They're low level. I don't know David Ede. I don't know Joe Pannoni. I don't, I don't know any of that. And that worked with some members of the media for a little while until when did that talking point not work? Boom. Jim Terracani, Channel 10. His chief of staff, Frank Correnti, seemingly accepting a bribe from Tony Freitas right there in Providence City Hall. Well, suddenly the CNC talking point wasn't going to work. He didn't want to say anything. Boom. Shortly after that, Frank Correnti resigned. Folks, this is fluid. They think, yeah, we showed them, right? Screw the press. Screw the media. I showed them with a mic drop moment. All right, now coming up, some of my contacts in Ukraine have shared with me some information. Now, I have been, I had a very busy morning. Folks, and again, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. I am unaware if this has hit other news sources. 
but I have it. And it is, it's beyond disturbing. It is. But this portion of the John DePietro show on this Thursday is worth by J. Perry Paving. It's letter J. Perry Paving. They provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, patios. Call them today. Free quote 401 732 1730. 401 732 1730. J. Perry Paving, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. J. Perry Paving, licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting their clients' needs, no matter how big or how small. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, 401-732-1730. They're terrific. Now, listen, right now on this Thursday at 1238, uh, if you're listening and you are listening to the John DePietro Show, and hello to everybody on Facebook Live. Contact them. There's no one better to veterans than J. Perry Paving. And once a month, they give away where they will do a drawing and they do a free driveway, pave a driveway for a veteran. I was there last year as they were doing it. Folks, they do exceptional work. Call them right now, free estimate. Your property, patio, looks better with a new paving project. 401-732-1730, letter J, J. Perry Paving. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by the Coesed Inn. Check out the website, dePietro.com, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. It's the Coesed Inn. All right. I want to try to play this for you. Uh, where the world is learning about the atrocities. The world is learning about the atrocities that have taken place. And by the way, and I think some of you will find this interesting, that what we're learning now is that some of the atrocities supposedly were carried out by this Wagner group. Now, I'm not sure if it's Al or Freddie, but I know that people that listen to the program know that I started talking about this Wagner group. And I, I don't, for the life of me, I don't know why. I don't know why they're not designated as a terror operation. I don't know why they're not designated as a terror operation. The Wagner group, this is the group that supposedly um, that, that Putin pays them $10 million a month. And, and they are... You know, they are hired guns. They're really a hired death squad. And it's so frightening. And they have been in business for the I have no idea why they were are even still allowed to operate. He has used them in the past. He pays them a huge amount of money. And apparently. They're now saying that they were the ones that were sent in to carry out these atrocities. These were done. Basically to terrify the people of Ukraine. So now I want to play for you and I'm going to translate. This is a message. One of my contacts in Ukraine. Now, again, I I am I am I don't know if this has been released yet. I just received it this morning. 
this is a, a different kind of evil. I also want to be very clear. I recognize that some of our listeners and viewers have not fully understood how strongly I felt about this. And this goes back to even before the war started, before Russia attacked and invaded. And I, I freely admit I have been very critical of anyone that I perceive giving cover, sympathy, or siding with Putin in this. Very much so. And I also recognize I, I, sometimes when there's, there's a debate, I think it's helpful if you can remove yourself and instead provide evidence that makes your point instead of like it's your word against someone else's word. And therefore, I, I'm just going to throw this out. And I recognize there's three people in particular that for whatever reason, people seem to either admire, look up to, believe what they say. Prior to this, I, I was one of those people. I've said them before. Tucker Carlson, Tulsi Gabbard, Candace Owens. The rage and venom I feel towards those three individuals is it's it's even frightening to me but i'm going to remove myself from the equation and then someone said to me on twitter well if hillary knocks tulsi gabbard then that all right let's remove hillary from that here's what we know the three of them their words clips shows what have you videos have been showed on russian television period end of a story there's no way to spin out of that one if they are taking your words and playing it on state-run propaganda. No matter what you tr- say or try to explain, the spin doesn't work. So I get it. People's, people hate Hillary. So if Hillary doesn't like Tulsi, that means that then therefore they like Tulsi Gabbard. If Hillary Clinton criticizes Tucker Carlson, therefore that means you defend Tucker Carlson. Let's remove Hillary from the equation. They are played on state-run television, which is appalling. But I want to play for you this message that I was given, and I'm going to translate as it is going through. It is gut-wrenching what they are doing to children in Ukraine. Terrible. And I come back to, you can't, you can't separate. You can't separate. Someone said, no, no, Tucker, he condemned the war. I, he's trying to have it both ways. I also notice he's not talking about the atrocities that were committed. That's not the rules of engagement in a war. There were no no active fighting men there where they're doing this. They're all off at the battle. These are elderly. These are children. These are women. These are seniors. Hands tied behind their backs. What they're doing to these children purposely. This is acts of terror. And so my point is that's who you're in with. Well, that's not fair. That's who you're in with. In a war, you have to pick sides. You're either all in against Putin or you're you're with him. Period. That's not fair. Too bad. All right. here, Here it goes. Hello, Elena. I can't calm down. I sent you the video. I don't know if you understand Polish. The girl, her mother, works volunteer in hospital. They brought in 40 children from Urban and Bucha. The oldest is 14. The Russians shot their parents in front of their eyes. We're going to keep your children alive. 
So they remember this war and respect the Russians. All children are raped many times. They pulled out their teeth and brought them to Poland. Tell our guys to tear them apart. We're all here in shock. Pull out their tonsils and intestines. It's just awful, Elena. All of Poland is in a state of shock. Now, I received this from someone that I met over there. And I want to repeat, they sent them over the border. They told the parents, we're going to, here's the good news. We're going to keep your children alive. But we're going to murder you in front of them so they remember and they're going to respect Russia. They pulled out their teeth, raped them several times. Folks, I am well aware at 1246. I know this is graphic. It is. This is news. This is an adult program. I'm not using any obscenity. You're hearing this is you can hear the emotion in her voice. And then sent them to Poland. Who are now caring for them. And this is coming from someone who I do know who works at that hospital in Poland where they're treating these young children. So my, my, I am so angry and shame on some of you that were taking sides and reporting and repeating that Russian propaganda. It is just horrific what has been going on. It is. And that is someone I met, uh, who I respect, who is in training right now, you know, what they are doing to these people, hell on earth, putting them through it, absolutely horrific. I can't calm down. Sent you the video. The volunteer in the hospital. 40 children. Urban and Bucha. The oldest is 14. Russians shot their parents in front of them. Good news, we're going to keep your children alive so they remember this war and respect the Russians. That is a different form of evil. And the world is finding out. Now there's more. Intercepted conversation. Folks, I want to repeat, I have no clue if this has already been, this is being sent to me in real time. Now, this was sent to me four hours ago. <sighs> Beyond disturbing. These are all, this is, and I want to be very clear, this is one of the benefits of going into a war zone. <clears throat> this is one of the benefits of being on the ground. This is one of the benefits from being there firsthand. This is, and I always tell that to people that listen to the program, that I go to things because you learn. You get firsthand account of what's going on. You know, yesterday, I wish I had gone to that McKee press conference, but many of you know, right? I would go to the protests the summer of 2020. I would go to a lot of the the gang shootings and the murders and the different police actions because you learn by being there firsthand. It can be dangerous. No, not denying that. 
So, you know, I um, I also want to mention, folks, I want, you know, you to have a clear understanding. I was speaking with someone earlier today and they said, so, you know, what was it like being over there? And I said, you know, to be perfectly honest with you, at times it was terrifying. It absolutely was terrifying. I'm not saying the entire time, but when, when you and I and I, I'm not trying to sound naive about that. Uh, I still come back to that it's about the story and what's happening. But anyone that watched it, you know, you, of course you're affected by it. Listen, I am very thankful that I made it back in one piece. I, I am no way trying to say uh, people can always mock you for your efforts and trying to be there. But there's, to me, I always find value in talking and hearing directly from people. And that's what we were able to do in many different situations and equations. When you immerse yourself in a story, you were, to me anyway, I learn a lot from the story and about the story. And so, but no, at times, yeah, it was, it was really terrifying. It was. And there's definitely an element. That, and I fully get why things could go wrong. And they, believe me, it is the ultimate. They are not blanking around. I don't know how else to say it. They are not blanking around. No question about it. Um, and, and, and there's a lot of things that can go wrong. There's a lot of things that go wrong. There were, there were certain equations we did risk reward. There were other things that I, I decided the risk was not worth any type of reward, such as night excursions in Ukraine. When I found out <clears throat> That, the, that someone who was willing to take me around at night um, really didn't want me to film at night because then they could see the light from your equipment. I, I had to weigh risk-reward. Highly dangerous and inability to record, film, go live, anything. What, what is the point of that? It was dangerous enough during the day. So, but I, I felt, you know, other than the first day when I didn't fully get a feel for it and was detained. And then, as I've said, listen, I don't blame them. I'm not angry. Have I sounded angry? No. Um, you know, that they take your phones and equipment and they deleted certain things. That was their call. I was a visitor to their country. I was a visitor in an area where there was conflict. Um, there, there was, they're very clear about it also. They're very clear. You know, there there were certain people, for those of you that saw some of the coverage at the border of Medica, there were certain other reporters that I was with and dealing with. And they were saying to the Ukrainian officials, what part of Ukraine could I go in that is considered safe? And they were very clear. There's no part of Ukraine that you should consider safe. None. Something could happen to you anywhere. And we're not going to say, oh, don't worry, this region's fine. Because then something could happen. Happen. If you enter in, you got to know the drill, period. Now make a decision. And I, I don't think any less of anyone that decided, ah, in that case, I'm not going to go. I really don't. It's a personal, it is. There's a lot of factors. There's risk, reward. And obviously, folks, listen, come on. I mean, I'm there literally solo, trying to make allies, trying to hook up with people that could help me. You know, listen, when, obviously, when you watch some of the coverage of that James Longman of ABC, I think he's fantastic. Many of them, they have teams of people. They have translators. They live in the region, in the country. They have people that, you know, know it 
back roads, certain places to hunt. They know the whole thing. It's I, I, I in no way could compete. And I would have, you know, would have been foolish to try to try to compete with something like that. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show on this Thursday. Hey, it's brought to you by Lawn Doctor. You know, I'm very excited. Um, they are back on board with us and they're terrific. Your best lawn ever guaranteed. And now is the perfect time. I mean, they are. I know there's other lawn care companies that you could maybe choose from. I, I just suggest Lawn Doctor. I am so happy with them. We've built a great relationship, and and what a difference it makes on your lawn. Anyone that watches my Facebook Live, a lot of times on the nice weather, I actually film Duwan After Dark in in the back, Juan's backyard, and people would, wow, look at that grass. It looks like Augusta National. Lawn Doctor, call them today. Free quote, 401-392-1025. They also, by the way, they have a great, very friendly website. It's LawnDoctor.com. You just put in your zip code and they get in touch with you. Folks, again, um, at 1254 on this Thursday, as disturbing as that is, I actually even have more audio that was sent to me. And, um, and th- But this portion of the program is brought to you by R.E. Coogan Heating. Now, tomorrow night, I am going to do one after dark from the home show at the Coogan booth. I haven't seen him. He was so generous doing the Coogie cash with the various people there. We were giving money directly to the people of Ukraine. I mean, that was different, right? They're literally coming over the border. Think of that. And I am handing them cash from our E. Coogan and Heating. And especially, you know, I know that people are doing different fundraisers for Ukraine. Let, let's, you know, to be honest, it's, it's very tough to tell. Is it really reaching them? Is it really, are they really getting it? Um, you saw the Russians actually stole a lot of the aid that the Ukrainians were were trying to get. But folks, RE Coogan and Heating, call them now, 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable, residential services, plumbing, heating, and cooling. Call them today. Look for them on Facebook. It's Coogie. And tomorrow night. I will be at the Coogan booth at the home show, 401-732-6562. Folks, again, visit the website, dipetro.com, and dipetro.com, which is brought to you by the Senadale Revival. Stop in and see them. I think I'm going to swing in there this weekend and see Shane and company. Senadale Revival, winner of several Rhode Island Monthly Awards, Comfort Food and Cocktails, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. And they are proud sponsors of DePetro.com. All right, let's go to the next disturbing element of audio that I believe I will have to translate as well. Uh, intercepted conversation with the Security Service of Ukraine. So let's uh, see how this goes. Woman lives in the occupied village. Russian soldier um, came in. Oh, my God, I can't understand what's happening. Explain, I'm here. His father and his husband. There's a horror here. Scary things here. Where I must hide, Sonia. They break into houses, rape, do whatever they want. We give them sausage. We give them pies. What are they doing? You've explained to me about, I trusted you, hated them. Who should I hate now? The Russian soldiers. All my family, all my kids are leaving. All my colleagues, the soldiers breaking the house and rape kids. 
soldiers shoot in the legs. I've seen that. I've seen that. I beg you. You've lived here. It's your homeland. You know me. Tell me, please, what should I do? You have an opportunity to leave. Decide where you will go. Where? Where? I don't have relatives. Somewhere to the city, maybe in Kirsten. Kirsten's under rocket fire. There's no Kirsten anymore. It's quiet there. There's no Kirsten. There's no Mariupol. It's not far from Kirsten. I don't know. Come here. You're going to see what's happening. I'm not making this up. I need to go, but where? I always trusted you. You told me about it. I believe you said naked truth. What about now? If only I had known it would end this way. I won't let them go anywhere. My kids. I'll never see them again. I'll stay here alone. I can't go. I can't leave anything. Oh God, what's happening? Why are the Russians like this? Why they rape children? All right, folks, again, I, I'm going to, um, I recognize we're coming up to the top of the hour. It's 12.59. We have a lot more sound to get to. It's John DePietro on this uh, Thursday. And I apologize, folks. I know that's very dramatic, but it is the shock and horror. You know, this is also part of with the Russian propaganda telling people, oh, no, the Russians are there to save you. Oh, no, the Russians are Putin's friendly with Trump. No, they're not. They, they, this is genocide. All right, next hour is radio only. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. A lot more next hour. You don't want to miss next hour. The sound WNRI of WNRI Winsocket. W260DC. WNRI.